Chapter 19, 6.49 p.m. I woke up suddenly with the feeling that I had slept too long. I opened my eyes. Black night. Night so black, it was like being smothered in black felt. But not everything was dark. Six inches from my face, two eyes glowed green and gold. I could smell foul breath. I could feel its breath on my face. Jaguar. The big cat stuck its nose closer to me, trying to decide who I was and what I was doing in its forest. I might have wet my pants right then from sheer terror. I don't know because I was soaked to the bone from the rain, which had finally ended. I was sitting in mud, feeling the adrenaline pump into my veins, feeling fear again. I was going to live or die depending on what the jaguar decided. Was I food, or was I not? If the cat was hungry, and if I smelled like prey, it would sink its massive yellow fangs into my neck, and it would be all over in a second. I wouldn't even get the chance to scream. Then, a faint memory of hope. There was one thing I could do. No time to morph, but... As slowly as I could, I raised a trembling hand to touch the jaguar's spotted fur. I focused my mind. I concentrated fervently on acquiring the jaguar. And I prayed the jaguar would act like most animals act when they are acquired. I hoped it would go into a trance. When I opened my eyes, the jaguar closed his. Morco, I hissed. Cassie, Rachel, Axe, Tobias, somebody. Wah, huh? Marco said groggily. Then, whoa, whoa, wake up, you guys. Jeez, Jake, what are you doing? That jaguar could chomp you. Really? I hadn't thought about that, Marco. Thanks for pointing that out to me. Now, look, I'm acquiring him to keep him calm. Here's what we do. One after another, we acquire him. Then we move off. Axe? Yes, Prince Jake, Axe said. You think you can outrun this big kitty? Yes. Okay then, Axe. You acquire him last, and run for it. Just in case he's in a bad mood. Five minutes later, we were all a safe distance away. You know, you were probably fairly safe, Jake, Cassie said. I doubt jaguars eat prey your size. I'll bet they eat prey my size, Tobias muttered. What's cool is we all have a jaguar morph now. Perfect for traveling the rainforest at night, Cassie pointed out. Speaking of which, it's late, Rachel said. Tick tock. We have two of your hours left, Axe said. Two hours to find the blade ship, smuggle aboard, and hope Visitor 3 knows how to get us all back to our normal lives, Rachel said. Wonderful. The jaguars are predators, Cassie pointed out. That means senses adapted for hunting in the rainforest. They would be able to find the Yurks, if any animal could. Marco laughed. Cassie, you're just looking for an excuse to morph something new. 
Cassie's right, I said. Look how dark it is. I can't even see you guys. No street lights, no house lights, no car lights. Even moonlight and starlight can't penetrate the trees. We're helpless in this dark. Barefoot, lost, and blind. We need eyes. We can morph owls, but we don't know what dangers the rainforest might hold for a plain old horned owl. Jaguars, on the other hand, look like they can take care of themselves. Let's do it, Rachel said. We're totally helpless in this darkness. We need a way to carry the Bugfighter's computer with us, Cassie pointed out. She tore a strip of cloth from her shirt tail, twisted it, and threaded it through a small hole in the computer core. I'll take it, I said. The computer was my stupid mistake. I should carry it. Cassie slipped it over my head. It hung like a big, dorky medallion. I took a deep breath. Okay, boys and girls and Andalites, let's morph. Jake, I have to fly above the trees. Try to get some moonlight. Tobias said. I'm as blind as you guys are down here. The jaguar was a strange morph for one reason. Because it wasn't strange at all. It was just like morphing the tiger. The jaguar is smaller and stockier than a tiger, but it is still one of the big cats. But for the others, it was their first experience with a big cat. As my jaguar eyes came on and the darkness grew much lighter, I could see the final transformations. I saw the long, yellowed teeth grow in Cassie's mouth. I saw the pattern of large, hollow spots spread across Rachel's skin. I saw the claws sprout from Axe's weak, andalite hands. I saw the way Marco fell forward to land on all fours as his tail extended like a snake behind him. Oh, this is beautiful, Marco said. Oh man, oh man, feel the rush. <laughs> Rachel crowed. This is like, so alive. It's so not afraid. I knew the feeling. It's different being an animal at the top of the food chain. An animal that doesn't worry much about being killed. It's not arrogance, really. It's an absence of fear. Just like a tiger, a jaguar might be startled, surprised, alarmed, but never afraid. It may run away in the face of humans or loud machinery, for example, but somehow, it isn't afraid when it does that. I saw Rachel take a swipe at the air, testing the speed of her paws. Not as powerful as a grizzly bear, but awfully fast. Excellent senses, Cassie said. I smell... Wow, I smell about a million things. I'm having a strange desire to eat a monkey, Marco said. And yet, I was a monkey a few hours ago. We're all going to end up in the nuthouse someday. You realize that, right? Tobias, can you hear me? I called and thought speak. Yeah, I hear you. It's much better up here. There's a three-quarter moon and a million stars. I can see well enough to fly, but I'd break my neck if I tried to land. There are far more than a million stars, Ox commented. I know, Axeman, Tobias said with a laugh. Hey, hey, there's a glow, like a town maybe, lots of lights. If they're still working on the blade ship, they'd have lights, right? Cassie pointed out. It's the only clue we have, and we're running out of time. I said. Let's go. Go into the light, 
Marco said. What? Poltergeist, that old movie. Don't you remember? The little munchkin lady saying, Go into the light! Go into the light! What was this light? Axe asked, completely mystified. I think it was like, death or something, Marco said. But hey, I could be wrong. Maybe it was just a big, bright afterlife McDonald's. Shut up, Marco, Rachel said. We had two hours left. Then, if Axe was right, the Sario Rip would end, and the universe would have two Jakes and two Cassies, and would eliminate them both. Go to the blade ship. Get aboard. Hope Visser 3 could get us back. Somehow. Even without the Bugfighter's computer. Not much of a plan. But I was the leader, and a leader has to give people hope. Even when he doesn't have much himself. Let's go see what this light is, I said. Chapter 20 6.05 PM Even through the eyes of the jaguar, the rainforest was dark. But oh, the things I saw, gliding like a ghost along the jungle floor. It was like some incredible theme park ride. Like one of those haunted houses, where each turn of the little car you're in brings you face to face with a new goblin or ghoul or skeleton. But it wasn't dead spirits that I saw in my trip through the rainforest. It was life. Life in more shapes and types than you can imagine. Huge snakes, 20 feet long, and as big around as the branches they hung from. And snakes so tiny they could have almost been worms. Monstrous insects, beetles the size of your fist, and centipedes as big as rats, and rats as big as poodles. At least, they looked like rats. And frogs in bright, warning, touch-me-and-die colors. And ants everywhere some marching along in columns, with each ant carrying a piece of leaf ten times its own size. Lizards that shot past, flashes of green, and what I assume were salamanders, like lizards but in brilliant, slimy colors. And overhead, birds and monkeys and more birds. We had been blind as bats, stomping through the rainforest in our human bodies. We had seen nothing, but the jaguar saw and smelled and heard everything. A million species of life filled the forest around us. Forms of life stranger than anything that had come from outer space. Incredible, insane, brilliant life. All fighting to stay alive. All working to grab one little piece of the rainforest. It was overwhelming. For a long time, none of us said anything. We were discovering a world we had never even guessed at. It was as if Polo and his people had been transported to a shopping mall at Christmas time. They would have been amazed and stunned at all the things man creates. Now, the reverse was happening. This was the world the Jaguar knew, and it was the world that Polo and his people knew. Their shopping mall at Christmas time, filled not with all the things that man makes, but with all the wild, amazing, insane, extreme, shocking creativity of nature. And every time I thought, well, I've seen it all, the rainforest would answer, kid, you haven't seen anything. Take a look at this bird. Take a look at that flower. Get a load of this creature. Little human boy, I have more to show you than you could see in ten lifetimes. Okay, Rachel said, breaking the silence at last. I take it back. 
I don't want to pave over the rainforest. I don't care if it's dangerous and deadly and it's trying to kill us. You have an amazing planet, Axe said. Amazing. Surprisingly, it was Cassie who reminded us of our mission. We have very little time left. We have to get to the blade ship. You're right, Cassie, but I thought you'd be enjoying this, I said. This is the ultimate nature walk. Yes, it is, she said softly. And the Yurks want to destroy it, and anything else they can't use on this planet. I'm not going to let that happen. So let's haul butt, find the blade ship, get back to where we should be, stay alive and keep fighting. Because no one, man or alien, is messing this place up while I'm around to stop them. Yes, ma'am, I said. I see lights up ahead, Marco said. From high above us. I'm over the lights now. It's not a village. It's the blade ship. And guess what? They've dragged the bugfighter here too. Something about that fact, that the bugfighter was with the blade ship, made me uneasy. There was no reason for Visser 3 to have his people drag the two ships together. There was something wrong there. Something I should see. Something I should realize. But I shook it off. My problem was that I needed a plan. It was time to think, not time to worry about things that made no sense. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. This is, of course, Daniel. Uh, yep, we're almost done. This is uh, the penultimate episode of Book 11, and I apologize for it being so short. I thought that the chapters would be a little longer than they were, especially that chapter 20. I thought was a little longer than it was, um, but that's just kind of how the pacing shook out. Uh, I could do like one super long episode or, you know, one average episode and one very short episode, one direction or the other. So this is uh, just kind of how it all came together. So sorry that it's short this week, but we'll be finishing it next week. And then, of course, the supercut comes out and we will be on to book 12. Uh, I actually have an email here. If you'd like to reach me, you can do that now in three different ways. You can, uh, uh, of course, email me at audiomorphscast at gmail.com. You can write in at audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. Or you can visit uh, my brand new site, theapodcalypse.com, and there is a contact form there. Uh, but this is from someone named Josh who writes in and says, I love your readings. Have you considered removing the individual episodes and only keeping the complete audiobook in the feed once the book is complete? Uh, this is something I've kind of considered. Um, yes and no. Um, I think that that's probably what I'll do once the series is done. I'll scrub out all these other episodes, but like... In the interim, it like it helps me keep track of my episode numbers, and I don't know. I'm vain and like seeing all these uh, episodes in this feed and being like, look at how much I've done. Uh, but yeah, um, once once this 
grand project is complete, I think I will probably just scrub off these uh, smaller episodes and just leave the books for everyone to enjoy. So thanks for writing in and thanks for listening. I appreciate that. Uh, if you are listening and you want to leave me a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be pretty cool. Tell a friend. That'd also be pretty cool. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to my second podcast, OK Crusader. It's a podcast where I make a bunch of really dumb jokes about dating Marvel characters. And you can find that and this podcast and all the other things I do with my free time on the aforementioned brand new website, theapodcalypse.com. That's Apodcalypse. Uh, Apocalypse, but with an extra D thrown right there in the middle to make it like podcast. Theapodcalypse.com. Please go visit it. I paid real money. That's all I have for you this week. Again, sorry this one was a little short. Uh, Next one will be probably about the standard length. Um, But I I will see you next week for the conclusion of this book. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.